ladies. Welcome to the Wide Open Grace Podcast. My name is Andrea Fritz, and I pray that my words, thoughts, and lessons will bless you. My hope is to share God's wisdom and truth for the purpose of helping teen girls and young women live life as worthy and loved treasures in the arms of God's wide open grace. The inspiration for this podcast has blossomed from just one verse in Romans 5-2 in the message version. It reads like this, we throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his doors to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. I'm so excited to be with you as we continue the adventure of living in the arms of God's wide open grace. One day I was chatting with my teen daughter about a situation I was facing and we were discussing different ways to approach it. Her perspective was much different from mine, and at the end of the conversation, I was still undecided about what to do. I honestly don't remember what the situation was or how it turned out, but what I do remember is her walking back to her room, turning slightly to look at me, and saying, Mom, you do you. I'm sure she didn't come up with that phrase on her own, but it was the first time I had heard it. And the simplicity and wisdom of those three words is stunning. I mean, really, how could we do anything other than ourselves? And why do we try so hard to be someone else, even if that someone else is awesome and amazing? Because we know ultimately we will fail. We can only be ourselves. I'd like to read you a poem that I heard many years ago. The original author is unknown, but I know it's been published many times. The poem opened my eyes to my own desire to be different than who I was created to be. I pray you will also have some revelation through these words. It's called The Mask I Wear. Don't be fooled by me. Don't be fooled by the face I wear, for I wear a mask. I wear a thousand masks, masks that I'm afraid to take off and none of them are me. Pretending is an art that's second nature with me, but don't be fooled, for God's sake, don't be fooled. I give you the impression that I'm secure, that all is sunny and unruffled with me, within as well as without, that confidence is my name and coolness is my game, that the water's calm and I'm in command and that I need no one. Don't believe me, please. My surface may be smooth, but my surface is my mask, my ever varying and ever concealing mask. Beneath lies no smugness, no complacence. Beneath dwells the real me in confusion, in fear, in aloneness. But I hide this. I don't want anybody to know it. I panic at the thought of my weakness and fear exposing them. That is why I frantically create my masks to hide behind. 
their nonchalant, sophisticated facades to help me pretend, to shield me from the glance that knows. But such a glance is precisely my salvation, my only salvation, and I know it. That is, if it is followed by acceptance, and if it is followed by love, it is the only thing that can liberate me from myself, from my own self-built prison walls. I dislike hiding, honestly. I dislike the superficial game I'm playing, the superficial phony game. I'd really like to be genuine and me, but I need your help, your hand to hold. Even though my masks would tell you otherwise, that glance from you is the only thing that assures me of what I cannot assure myself, that I am really worth something. But I don't tell you this, I don't dare, I'm afraid to. I'm afraid you'll think less of me, that you'll laugh, and that your laugh would kill me. I'm afraid that deep down I'm nothing, that I'm just no good, and you will see this and reject me. So I play my game, my desperate pretending game, with the facade of assurance without and a trembling child within. So begins the parade of masks, the glittering but empty parade of masks, and my life becomes a front. I idly chatter to you in suave tones of surface talk. I tell you everything that's nothing and nothing of what's everything of what's crying within me. So when I'm going through my routine, don't be fooled by what I'm saying. Please listen carefully and try to hear what I am not saying. Hear what I'd like to say, but what I cannot say. It will not be easy for you. Long felt inadequacies make my strong defenses. The nearer you approach me, the blinder I may strike back. Despite what the books say of men, I am irrational. I fight against the very thing I cry out for. You wonder who I am? You shouldn't, for I am every man, woman, or child who wears a mask. Don't be fooled by me, at least not by the face I wear. Amazing words of wisdom, right? I think these masks are created because we believe the mean things people say and the lies that Satan plants in our heart. But ladies, you need to realize that you are wonderfully made, created in the image of God for an amazing purpose. In Psalm 139:14, David says to God, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. David is not being prideful by saying he is wonderful. He is complimenting God on his creation. And you know, just like David, you are the work of the Lord God, and you too are wonderful. God doesn't do anything halfway. He doesn't make mistakes. You are designed for a specific purpose and you have everything you need in Christ to live your best life. 
To live that you-do-you style, you must embrace the person and the purpose God designed just for you. Recently, while scrolling through Facebook, I saw a t-shirt and my reaction was, so cool, I need that. Here's what it said. Sacrifice like Esther, love like Ruth, serve like Martha, pray like Hannah, believe like Mary, dance like Miriam. What a lineup of amazing biblical women. Each is an example of a strong, faithful woman of God. I love it. But then it hit me. I don't want that. In fact, this is exactly what is hurtful to your heart, your mind, and your soul. We want so much to emulate the gifts of others that we don't see and appreciate and embrace the gift that God has just for us. Each of these women has her own gift and you have yours. I do not recall anywhere in the book of Esther, in her story, people telling her to be more like Ruth or Mary, the mother of Jesus or anyone. Esther, like all these women, are celebrated for their strengths, for their own unique part in God's story. Each of them live their purpose of glorifying God, and they do it in their own way using their own gift. They truly lived the you-do-you lifestyle for God. So yes, love the example of these women. You may need to use their lives as inspiration when you bump up against the challenges in your life. But you are not called to be them. You are not called to be like them. You are called to be like Jesus, to live your best life for the glory of God. You do you. I remember in my teens and my 20s how much time and effort and energy I wasted comparing myself to other women. It was exhausting and overwhelming. I would pick all the best qualities of the women in my life and I would create in my head this example of what I thought I should be. And I constantly wondered why I fell short all the time. Please learn from my errors. Do not compare yourself. You do you. Be proud and confident in the person that God has created you to be. Circling back to our Romans verse, this verse ends with these words. Standing tall and shouting our praise. When you stand tall, you're confident. You show the world your confidence. And confident people stand tall. They know who they are, and more importantly, they know whose they are. We are God's own. We are his children, co-heirs with Jesus to the throne of grace. Is there anything else that could be better to shout our praise about? I don't think so. So stand tall, shout your praise. When you are ready to embrace that you-do-you style of living, you need to know the who you 
are. Your future, your heart, your everything is influenced by how you and who you allow to define your you. Let that be God. The Father created you, so let him define and refine you. Jesus loves you so much so he died for you so that you could live free. So live free in his love. And the Holy Spirit, he is the truth teller. So rely on him to cast out all of the comparing lies with the truth of God's word. And you are uniquely created for God's purpose. But you also share very similar things with all of God's children. Universal truths that you can allow yourself to rely on and to define you. The first can be found in Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This verse speaks to his intentionality. You are not a random collection of cells. You were crafted like a fine work of art with the artist understanding every flaw, every gift, the ultimate beauty, fully known and wholly loved. The second truth comes from Colossians 2.10. So you are also complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. This verse tells you, you are complete. You do not need the approval of your friends. You do not need a boyfriend to finish you out. You do not need to post the best pictures or have a thousand likes or shares. You do not need makeup to cover up your blemishes or wear the latest fashions. You are complete in Christ. All the humans you choose to have in your life will never complete you, but they should compliment you, lift you up, but they will not complete you. That task is reserved only for Jesus. You are holy, truth number three. For he chooses us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Ephesians 1.4 Holy literally means to be set apart. Do you get exactly what that means? It was hard for me to grasp it, but it means that God has set you apart from the world for him, for his purpose. So you can be confident in living you and how you were created to be. You are free. That is truth number four. No matter who you are or where you are, you are free. Romans 8.2 says, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. God does not want you to live by a set of rules. He wants you to live from your heart, to love 
wholly, and largely. You are free to live loved in God's wide open grace. You are his workmanship. You are complete through Christ. You are holy and set apart. You are free to live loved in the spirit of God. You do you. A challenge for you until next time. Make this scripture personal by speaking your name into each of the verses we just talked about. Ephesians 2.10, Colossians 2.10, Ephesians 1.4, and Romans 8.2. Secondly, go online and find a spiritual gifts assessment, either for young adults or youth, and begin to foster the gift that God has given you for his glory. Father, I pray my words bring honor to you and blessing to all who hear them. Amen. Ladies, until next time, you do you in the arms of God's wide open grace.